0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good evening everyone. Shem Aleichem, Afelech, and So this week, uh, with your permission, the schedule will be, uh, we're going to do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Because next week, um, I'm away from Monday and on. And so we'll try to do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and next week we'll do Sunday. Um... Okay, so this, tonight, is a good night to do Dav Tesvav. Dav Tesvav is one of the iconic Amudim and Ksubis. And uh, to do it on the first night of Chanukah is very apropos. Hasam Soifer writes that one should be mechazek very much in Limit Atar and Chanukah, because on Chanukah Hashem taught Moshe Rabbeinu the secrets of the Torah. That's an idea that we've discussed in the past. But Dab Tezvav is really a loaded amud, a very Gashmaka amud. And <clears throat> let's uh, review the end of Yedalat HaMaviz. The Mishnah said that Rabbi Yoisi said over a story about a young girl who went down to fill up water from the well. She was raped. And Rabbi Menuri says that if the majority of the city are kisherim, she could marry lakuhuna. If the majority of the city... Are of quality that if they live with someone, the woman can marry the l- kahuna; she can marry to kahuna. So she's okay, provided that you have roiv. So the Gemara had a question. Let's read the Gemara and say, Rava Nachman? Kaman. Who does Rabbi Nuri go like? and Gamliel. If he goes like Rav Gamliel, that we believe a woman when she's a bari, then you shouldn't need roiv k'sherim, afi Sulamnami. Makhshar. Even if it's Roiv pstulim, she would still be Kasher. E Kerab Yeshua, right? Because as we mentioned many times, when Gamliel holds that the woman is believed even against the Roiv, <coughs> that the Bari beats the Roiv. Ike Yeshua, roiv nami Yeshua, if he holds like Rabbi Yeshua, then Rabbi Yeshua holds that even by Roiv Keshirem, the woman is not believed. So, who does he go like? Like Ram Gamliel, you don't need a roiv. Like Rabbi Shua, raiv doesn't help. So, Amr Le, Rav Nachman said back to Rava, Rav. This is what Rabbi Huda said, in the name of Rav. The story took place on the market day when the groups of caravans came. To the streets of Sipiri. Ukad Rabbi Ami, like Rabbi Ami said, the <speaking in Hebrew> Ami. We're talking about a scenario where a group of travelers came there. And these, this group of travelers were Roiv Ksherim. So basically, the scenario that Rabbi Yochimenuri said that the woman was kosher is a scenario where you have two Roivs. One rive where most of the residents of the city were kasher. And a second rive, it's at the time of the marketplace, when the majority of the people coming into the city were, are also kasher. It's a double raiv. And this goes like Rabbi Yeshua. According to Ram Gamliel, you don't even need ra- one rive. Even Raiv psulim is kasher, according to Ram Gamliel. But according to Rabbi Yeshua, by raiv, she's pasal, However, when there are two roivs, how do you have two roivs? You have two roivs when, you have two roivs when the majority of the people of the city are kosher, and the majority of the people visiting the city are kosher. Okay, the like rabbi, Yane, like rabbi said, I'm rabbi yanei, nevelas keshera l'kahuna. Like rabbi Yane said, if she's nevelas on a wagon, She's kosher to kuhuna. So Gemara asks if she was raped on a wagon. She's kosher te kuhuna. You think that if does he mean if she's literally raped on a wagon? Ella nivelas b'shas k'shera l'kuhuna. Rather, it means if she had relations at the time that the wagons were visiting, she's kosher Lakuhuna. kuhuna. But if we know that the scenario was that a resident of the city of Tsipari came out and lived with her, then the Vlad Then the Vlad is of questionable lineage. So it's only when we don't know who lived with her. It could have been a resident of the city, or it could have been a visitor. So there you have two rives. Most of the people of the city are Kishareb, and most of the visitors are Kasher. If you knew the person who raped her was from the city, or you knew the person who raped her was a visitor, it would be possible, because then we only have one rife. It's a situation where it could have been from either rife, so you have two Rives. So you're right. Um, we do Paskin like Ram Gamliel, Lewis, good point. The Gemara said, Halachah Karam Gamliel, after Rishayna. Right? The Gemara said, Halachah is like, Ram Gamliel, even, when, even in the first case, but nevertheless, Rabbi Yochem ben Nuri is not going like, Rabban Gamliel. Rabbi Yochem ben Nuri is going like, Rabbi Yeshua. And, Rabbi Yeshua, who holds normally she's not believed, would say that she is believed if there are two roifs. Kihadichiy Ravdimi, similar to what Ravdimi said when he came from Babel. Amar Zeiri. He said the name Zeiri Amar Rabbi Chanina. Some say Amar Zeiri Amar Rabbi Chanina. Some say Zeiri just said straight up the name Rabbi Chanina. roif you follow the majority of the city. You don't follow the majority of the group that visits. So now the Gemara challenges that. What? You follow the majority of the city and you don't follow the majority of visitors? What direction are you going in? Hani naidi are You would follow the majority of the city and you don't follow the majority of the visitors. If anything, the majority of the visitors is a more reliable roiv than the majority of the city. And that's because of the following very important principle, which is the crux of tonight's year. Namely, even though we say statistically if there are 100 people in the city and 99 are kosher l'kuhunah and one is pasal, you have a roiv. But that's only when someone in the city goes out and lives with her. So they're being poirish from the Raiv. However, if she goes to them and they're stationary, then there's a following rule that Kal Kivua Kimechza al that when the item in question was stationary, even though if statistically it's the majority, out of a hundred people in the city, there are 99 Jews and one guy. But if she went and lived with the guy in the guy's house, so the guy was stationary, he didn't separate from the roiv, we say, even though there's only one guy, it's like 50% goyim, 50% yidin, and it's 50-50. This is the rule of kol kevua kemachsa Now, if she lived with a visitor, the visitor is not stationary because the visitor does not really have a set place. So if the, if she went to the visitor, the visitor doesn't have a, a place of origin in the city, then there's always a rave. But if she went to a city resident, to his house, we would apply the rule of kol kivua kamechsa al mechsa So the Gemara is asking, it doesn't make any sense to say we follow the rave of the, City, but we don't follow the roiv of the visitors. Just the opposite, Adaraba. If anything, if there was one roiv we would follow, it's more logical to follow the roiv of the visitors than of the city. Hani Naidi, the people of the visitors are moving. Vahani Kvi, and the people of the city are established. V'kaimi, in their one place. Ella, rather, what Rabbi Hanina meant. You follow the majority of the people of the city. Only in a scenario where there's an additional of the majority of the visitors are also kasher. But kasher. We don't follow the majority of the city alone if there's only a roi fo'ir. We don't, for that matter, follow the majority of just visitors, if you don't have the additional rife of Rav Ha'yer. So the question is why? Why is two Ravs better than one rife? Why would we... We're basically understanding Reb Chanina to mean, that we don't follow one rife If all you have is a majority of people the city, or a majority of visitors, we won't follow that. We only follow it when there are two Rives present. Namely, the majority of the city are of character, that if they would live with the woman... They would not render her la kahuna. Plus, the majority of the visitors of the city are of such quality that if they would live with her, the majority of those people also don't pass la kahuna. Why would you need two roifs? It doesn't make it more statistically um, advantageous because if ninety, it could even it could even lower the statistics. You know, if let's say the people of the city. 99 out of 100 are, are kosher, And then we throw in an additional roiv of visitors, and of those visitors, 60% of the visitors are also kasherim. So actually, the second roiv lowers the probability. But no, you need to have two roivs. Why? <coughs> Says the Gemara, My time, what's the reason? Gezeira roiv siya atu roiv hotyar. We're afraid if you follow majority, then we have to decree that if you have a majority of visitors, which is a very good majority, because irrespective of whether he goes to her or she goes to him, nobody is in their set place. We would never be able to apply the rule of kol kavua kemechza because there is no set place of a visitor that comes into a city. So even if she would go to him... It would not be Kavua. Says the Gemara. The Royful nami, But even in a city, even the majority of the city, that's also technically a good roif, Iduka Azli inhu if they go to her. Because if the man goes to her, they're separating from their point of origin, and we would apply the rule called the Parish Meruba Parish. But the the reason why we need two Raives is tziricha, it's not needed to cause if she went to him. kavua where he is set and even if the majority of the people are kasherim the So therefore we have to have two Raives. Why do we have to have two roves? Because if we just follow the rove Sia visitors, you might come to rely on Rav Ha'ir. And even Roy Ha'ir is a valid Rav, provided that he went to her. But we're afraid that if we're going to rely on Roy Ha'ir, people rely on it even if she went to him, and then it's like it's 50-50. So this way, when you also have Rav Sia, even if she went to him, you would not apply because it might, not have, it might not have been she going to a city person. She may have gone to a visitor. So when you have two raives, you could be sure you always have a raive. If you only follow one raive, then you can't be sure you have the raive. Because if you follow raive siya, that's a valid raive. But we're afraid if you're going to follow raive siya, you'll come to follow raive hoyir. And in the case of raive year, she might go to him. And if she goes to him, even though most of the people are good, we would apply the rule, So the Gemara challenges us. The Gemara says, really? You need two rives? You don't rely on one rive? Rabbi Yeshua holds, you don't rely on one rive? Would Rabbi Yeshua hold that you need two rives? We in to nebriseh. Tesha chanuyas, let's see, you have nine stores. Kul and Meichar's Buster Shchuta, they all sell shechted meat, kosher meat. Ve'achas Meichar's Buster Navela. and one sells navela meat. Ve'lakach me'achas mehen, and you bought from one of them. Ve'en y'adeh me'e, Ma'iza mehen lokach. You don't know where you got it from. You have ten stores, nine sells kosher, one sells treif. You don't know where you got it from lakach lakach if you don't know where you got it from is aser. because you went to the store so even though the majority of the stores are kosher but one is treif so that's a classic scenario where, where you say kol kavua does everyone understand kol kavua this is the most important point of tonight's share. Okay, when you go to sleep tonight when you go to sleep thinking about the rule of kol, kavua, Kemarsa sal, This is the classic case. You have ten stores in the town. Nine sell kosher meat, one sells treif meat. You went shopping. You don't remember where you got it from. So your wife says, where did you get the meat from? You say, I don't remember. So your wife says, okay, there are ten stores, nine sell kosher. 90% you got kosher meat. You, she says, ask the rabbi. You go to the rabbi, the rabbi says, it's Suffolk, Deir Eis of the It's like, we mean Suffolk, what about Roiv? No, it's 50-50. Because since you went into the store, which is the place of origin, where the item was established, there's a rule, when you went into the Makaim where the item was placed and established, and settled, it's, we don't look at it 90-10, we look at it 50-50. But if you find the meat on the street, so now the meat's separated from its point of origin, you follow the rife. But that, that shows us that you just need one rife, you don't need two, rife, two rives. And don't say, well, that case where you found the meat on the street is talking about not only were the majority of the stores in the town kosher, but the doors of the town were open, so merchants from out of the town the majority of them were bringing kosher meat, so maybe it's only kosher because you have two roves. One rove, most of the stores in the area sell kosher meat, and the second rove, that the gates of the city were open. tema, and if you're going to say, B'She'en, Dao Seis, Medina, Neulais, and if you're going to say that the doors of the Medina are not locked, D'ka'asi, La Ruba, Me'alma, where you have the majority of the world coming, so, you have two rives. No, Va'amar Rab Zerah said, medina Even though the gates of the city are lacked, still the meat is kasher. So, we see that we follow one rive, and you don't need two rives. So, how come you're saying that Rabbi Yoich is going like Rabbi Yeshua, and why do you need a rive? Because it's talking about where there are two rives. Who holds you need two rives? We see from here you only need one rive. Says the Gemara, that's true. By meat, you only need one rive. But by establishing kashrus and lineage, by yuchsin, mala achsu we required higher standards when it comes to yuchsin. Says the Gemara, mala osu bi yuchsin. They treated yuchsin on a higher level. Gufa, we learned. Amrav kokavua Kol Kavua maksadami bain Ben kula Bain Lakumra. Rav said, Anytime the matter of prohibition is set, it's like 50-50. And this is a Dindai raisa. Whether we'll be lenient, whether we'll be ch- uh, machmer." Minalei the how does Rabzera know that this is a Dinda Iraisa? If it would be a Dinda then we would only be Machmer perhaps, that Kul Kavu'akamach Samach Sadami, but we wouldn't be Makal. But now that it's a Dinda Iraisa, we say it Bein Chumra Beinle Kula. So how does Rabzera know that? Says the Gemara, well, let's attempt to try to find the source. e if you're gonna say me Tisha Chenuyois, Nine stores. Kulan Mikrois Basar Shkuta, They all sell shechted meat. Viachas Basar Navela one sells Navela meat. The luck When you bought from one of the many of the amazing lucky you don't know where you bought it from. Sveikayasar. So you don't know where you bought it from. So a suffolk is asr. But if an imsa, if you find it on the street, halachach if you follow the Raiv. But we see that if you bought it in the store, it's like 50-50. We see kol kavua, Sa sa'amach and you can't eat the meat. That doesn't show that we go by kavua, k'mech sa'amach sa'dami, even lakula, That only shows kol kavua, k'mech sa'amach sa'dami, hasam Hassam l'chumra. There it's astringency. We asked how did Reb Zera know? Even Lakula, he learned it from nine frogs. And one shratz among them. We know, a frog is not one of the shratzim. It's not one of the shminah shratzim. But a toad is one of the shratzim. If you touch a dead shratz, you become a tame. So there are 9 dead frogs and one sherets. you touch one of them. Any of them is Because we say the sherets was kavua so it's like 50-50. Says the gemara that doesn't show called kavu kematsa dami. Lekula again it only shows at lkhumra. Hasam nami lkhumra. Ah, here's the case. Ella mitisha shratsem You have 9 rodents, and one frog. Be'ne'em. be be'achad me'hem. Ve'en yedaveh naga So you have nine shrotzim and one frog. So b'shus hayachid, ino b'shus hayachid, sveik o'ytameh. Right? We know that we know that safik tuma b'shus harabim tahar b'shus hayachid Tame. Okay? Do you know that rule? We learn that from Soita. Suffig tumma brashus harabim, tame. Excuse me. Suffig tumma brashus harabim, tahar. Suffig tumma brashus hayachid, tame. By the way, there's a big kasha on Hanukkah. The kasha is. It's not that we don't know for certain the Yavanim touched every jug in the Hechal. We presume they did. Why? Safek. Yeah, but the Hechal has a din of Rosh Hasharabim. It has din of Rosh Safek Tameh is Tahar. So why don't? Why do we say? Why did they say all well, the oil was Tameh, but Safek Tameh Rishus Hasharabim, Tahar? Okay, in any event, that's a big kasha on that Gemara. But here you have a case of nine shratzim and one frog. So 90% you, if someone touched this creature, their tummy. And you don't know which one you touched. Nine shratzim one frog. So it's a suffix. So ha-yachid sekoi tahar so we see that, Kalkavua Kamechsa Al-Mechsa Dami, even L'Kula. So Gemara is very good. Yes, this is an illustration. But what's the biblical source that Kalkavua Kamechsa Al-Mechsa Dami? Says the Gemara, Midai Raysa and how do we know? Midai Kalku Kalkavua Kamechsa Al-Mechsa Dami. Amer Kura, the Apostolic says, V'arav lo'i v'kam we have an extra line. Reb Shimon holds that if somebody intends to kill Ruvain, and instead they kill Shimon, Pater. Meskavein lara gazeva Reb Shimon says Pater. We learn this from the words, ve'arav Vikamala, ve'kamala, is extra. We dash at lo'i. If you kill someone, you have to for them. But the Rabanon say, "Miskaven la'argezav, la'argezav, chayev." So what do we do with the pasuk va'aravloi? The Rabbonon Amri, the Bei Rab Yannai, the the Rabbis Army De Bei they cite the teaching of the House of Rab prat lezoyrek even legav. To exclude someone who throws a stone into a group of people. If you intend to kill Ruvain and instead you kill Shemain, then we say, Chayiv. You know what Va'arav teaches? That if you throw a stone into a group of people, you're potter, because chances are, it could be anybody. It, uh, It could have been a guy. So... Mechavein Larriges, Jew A, Vechavarig, Jew B, you're Chayef. But Mechavein Larrig, a guy, and then you kill the Jew, then you're Pater. So Gemara says, what's the scenario? If there are nine Goyim and there are one Jew, Bein then why do I need the Passog of Of course you're Pater. Roiv says, it's a majority Goyim, you're a Mechavein to kill a Goy, but typically, De Ruba Kanam Inami, palga upalga, elamai. It's for a scenario. It's fifty percent Jews, fifty percent goyim. If it's mostly goyim, of course you're pater. Elamai. It's half and half. Why do I need a pasuk? There's a pasuk. There's a different verse. It says which teaches me safek nefashayis lahakal. Whenever you're in doubt, if someone's a murderer, you always acquit. If the glove don't fit, you gotta acquit. You know that expression? That's a. Uh, it's a. It's a hakasov. That if you're in doubt regarding whether someone is a murderer, vehit silu ha'eda. So if it's fifty percent Jews and fifty percent goyim, then also you should be Patr. Loi tsricha. You know why I need the pasuk of Arve Kamai? There were nine Jews and one guy. And you threw a rock into them. So you would say, you should be Chayiv Misa. Because Rav says you're definitely mechaving to kill a Jew. To have a kavua. But no, the kinani is kavua. And if the kinani is kavua, v'chol kavua tsa tsa So now that it's 50-50, you're potter because of, if v'hitzilo ha'eda. So this is a source, biblically, Namely, the case of the Arav Lai, Vakum, Lai excludes a scenario where you have nine kosher, excuse me, nine Jews, one guy, you throw a rock into it, and you're putter, because the fact that the guy was stationary makes it like it's 50-50, and once it's 50-50, we apply the rule of V'hitzilu Ha'eda, that we don't find somebody guilty of murder in a a questionable scenario. So this is the source of kalkavua Kavua Kamechsa Dami even by even Lakula. Okay Rabbi Sai. thank you very much. We'll hold it over here. Stay tuned for tomorrow night. Um, there's a possibility we would do it at 9.30 but I'll let you know tomorrow. Okay? Either 9.15 or 9.30 I'll let you know tomorrow. Thank you very much. Good night. Freyelich and Chanukah.